is American Hysteria's Aftershock, where I share with you a story that didn't make it into the main episode. I'm your host, Chelsea Weber-Smith, and today we're talking about Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. More than 84 million Americans saw it, the greatest spectacle of 2004, one that would appear in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most popular search item for all of the internet that year. As Justin Timberlake beatboxed and freak danced in some retrospectively unflattering baggy khaki pants against a leather-clad Janet Jackson, their Super Bowl halftime show culminated with Justin singing the line from his massive hit, Rock Your Body, I Bet I'll Have You Naked by the End of This Song. Then came the infamous moment as Justin reached across Janet's body, grasping beside her right breast and pulling the black covering away, revealing a large, blazing sun nipple piercing. The video cut away quickly as fireworks sprayed into the sky and Janet looked down, mortified it seemed, at what would go on to be a pivotal moment in popular culture and would even affect the upcoming election of George W. Bush's second term. Tonight, Janet Jackson is apologizing for her flash dance. The singer calls the bodice-ripping move by fellow entertainer Justin Timberlake during the Super Bowl halftime show a last-minute stunt that went too far. Timberlake called it a wardrobe malfunction. The incident, unsurprisingly, became known as Nipplegate, and I remember the moment vividly. It was one of those wonderful shocks of live television, reminding me of another incredible moment in pop culture that happened the year before. That's right, when Madonna kissed Britney Spears at the VMAs and I sat wide-eyed on a lounge chair at my boyfriend's house thinking, oh sweet Lord Jesus, I am so deeply gay. Anyway, Janet Jackson's nipple was exposed for nine-sixteenths of a second, but to moralistic Americans, it seemed as if a pornographic assault had taken place in the Dorito-dusted heart of America, the NFL. MTV, who produced the halftime show, would immediately apologize, calling the incident, quote, unrehearsed, unplanned, completely unintentional. Representatives for Janet Jackson tried to explain that in rehearsals, it had been agreed that Justin would rip off Janet's breastplate at the end of the song to reveal a red lace bra underneath, but that Justin had accidentally ripped off the bra as well. The whole nation got insanely mad at Justin. Oh, wait, sorry, I forgot about the patriarchy for a second. Let me try that again. Everyone got insanely mad at Janet, and Justin pretty much got off scot-free. Shortly after, Donald Trump, in a reference to his Apprentice TV show, recorded a message for broadcast saying, quote, Janet, that was disgusting. You are fired. The Washington Post's Tony Kornheiser wrote, quote, What Janet Jackson did was bizarre, deliberately flopping out of her costume like that. Justin's grabbing hand is entirely erased from the scene. The senseless sexism didn't end there. 
CBS came under fire for the broadcast and demanded a videotaped apology from Janet in which she said sorry for the costume reveal gone wrong. In the video and in an accompanying written statement, Janet claimed full responsibility for the incident, stating that the red bra reveal was her idea alone and that she had planned it after the final rehearsal without the knowledge of MTV, CBS, or the NFL. That apology wasn't enough, however. While conservative groups, politicians from both parties, and the TV police themselves, the FCC, launched a crusade against immoral content in the media, Janet was equally humiliated by left-wing commentators and talk show hosts who joked endlessly about the incident. In one particularly awkward David Letterman interview later that year, Janet was subjected to repeated questions and jokes about the controversy, even though she appeared visibly uncomfortable talking about it and clearly just wanted to promote her new album. All right, let, let's uh, let's run through this now. Uh, tell us exactly uh, what happened from the time you got up on Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> to, to the time uh, the, the episode took place during the halftime show. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to relive any of that. All right. I mean, yeah, you, you don't mind if I ask you some questions about it, though. <laughs> so so how, how did it happen? What, what exactly transpired? Dave, there? you're going to make me relive this. I, I, I want to put all that behind me. No, well, I truly not, do. well, not me. <laughs> Justin, on the other hand, cruised through the wardrobe malfunction with comparative ease. While Janet was disinvited from that year's Grammy Awards, Justin was not only allowed to attend, but also performed. Janet was blacklisted by CBS from radio and music video channels for the next several years, contributing to multiple album flops, while Justin got to goof around with his dorky pal Jimmy Fallon on SNL and would go on to pad his career with popular film appearances. Justin's comments in interviews from 2004 range from glib statements such as, quote, Hey man, we love giving y'all something to talk about, to self-pitying ones like, quote, I'm frustrated that my character is being questioned. To his credit, though, he did acknowledge two years later that he received only a small share of the blame for the spectacle and that Janet had been treated unfairly. You know, I think that America's harsher on women, and I think that America's, you know, unfairly harsh on ethnic people. Revolutionary statement, Justin. You ever notice how finding time and energy to do the most basic human necessity, eat literal food, has become just another exhausting task jammed into our increasingly inhuman schedules? Well, your spring can be a little more stress-free with Factor. Factor will provide you with delicious, never-frozen, ready-to-eat gourmet meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Each week, you get to choose from a menu of 35 options to create your perfect breakfast, lunch, or dinner with absolutely no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. And Factor makes sure you get exactly what you want. You can tailor deliveries to your schedule and customize how many meals you want each and every week. And you can pause anytime. So just head to FactorMeals.com slash American Hysteria 50 and use code American. 
American Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code American Hysteria 50 at factormeals.com slash American Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Check out Factor today. All the while, people started uploading to the internet grainy captures of Janet's breast taken from VHS recordings. It caused a sensation in the era before video sharing websites had caught on. In fact, YouTube co-founder Jod Kareem revealed years later that the website was partly born out of his frustration at not being able to find the wardrobe malfunction clip online. At that point, Janet publicly wondered why the country was fixated on this single nipple while potentially illegal American wars were raging in the Middle East and homelessness and AIDS plagued the nation at home, and it appears she was onto something there. Some commentators and sociologists think that Americans were looking for a distraction from the post-9-11 grim state of affairs, and the media circus certainly gave them one. The FCC in the Bush era was forcefully backed by the advocacy group Parents Television Council, whose founder, L. Brent Bozel, referred to the halftime show as, quote, the lowest common denominator of sleaze, and recommended that, quote, an outraged public needs to make this backlash long and commercially painful. In response to the controversy and with bipartisan support, the House of Representatives passed legislation to raise the minimum fine for on-air indecency to an unprecedented half a million dollars per count. Though the Senate would later lower the number, the Super Bowl incident caused CBS to be fined a whopping $550,000, a penalty that would later be struck down in court. FCC Chairman Michael Powell, son of George W. Bush's Secretary of State Colin Powell, stated at the time that he was watching the halftime show with his family before it was, quote, tainted by a classless, crass, and deplorable stunt. Michael Powell condemned the halftime show and made statements to multiple news outlets, assuring the public that this level of indecency would not be tolerated on television. However, in a 2014 interview, Powell admitted that his hardline attitude during the whole ordeal was just an act, a role that his job required him to play as head of the FCC. Powell also told of the actual moment he watched the controversy unfold. He wasn't gathered around the TV with his innocent family, but rather his game day buddies shooting him back, trying to relax on a Sunday when the incident occurred and Powell said, quote, my day is going to suck tomorrow. Even though infamously sweepy George Bush said he was napping during the halftime show, he was still able to ride a typical conservative wave of panic against indecency and immorality on TV. It led to an almost instantaneous refocusing on moral values that included, of course, the sanctity of marriage, meaning opposition to gay marriage. And Janet Jackson's nipple acted as a kind of sleight of hand. It was a convenient distraction, as Janet had mentioned, from issues of American foreign policy, and it bolstered his poor approval ratings and may have even given him the edge he needed to win the election in November of 2004. As for the Super Bowl, the NFL opted to forgo younger acts for a while and signed Paul McCartney to perform at the 2005 Super Bowl. Apparently, they also chose to forgo female performers for a while, and the next woman to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show would be Fergie, who appeared with the Black Eyed Peas in 2011. That's seven years later. 
even though all those years before, Justin gave us that profound statement on sexism and racism, he has yet to acknowledge a 2018 online petition demanding that he formally apologize to Janet. A petition that's amassed nearly 10,000 signatures and the hashtag JusticeForJanet. We've never actually figured out if this event was a wardrobe malfunction, as Janet Jackson called it, or a really wild and admittedly awesome publicity stunt. Whatever it was, the fallout certainly demonstrated a lot of Americans' values at the time, a resurgence of this moralistic outrage that punished a black woman and seemed to bestow even more privilege upon an equally culpable white man. It created a social earthquake for a time, just with one truly dope nipple piercing. But for much of the country, the sight of that nipple was a moral devastation. A moral devastation that could only be solved by war criminal and somehow retrospectively adorable in comparison childlike painter and anti-gay crusader, America's own cowboy baby, George W. Bush. And now it's hardly surprising that our current commander-in-chief once called Janet Jackson disgusting while completely leaving Justin Timberlake out of the picture. Justin Timberlake performed in the Super Bowl again in 2018 in a performance that I would call lukewarm. So instead, today, let's raise a glass to justice for Janet. May she continue to sing and dance with that blazing sun always over her heart. This was American Hysteria's Aftershock. Next time on the show, we're covering the panic around terrorism, but really we're covering the history of the far left and the far right and radical violence that has shaped America since the beginning. That thing we've been experiencing and hearing so much about, domestic terrorism. A tall order, I know. American Hysteria is written, produced, and hosted by me, Chelsea Weber-Smith. Sound designed by Clear Camo Studios, co-written by Riley Smith, and co-produced by Miranda Zickler. I'm encouraging you again to follow the show on social media, or you can follow me at Chelsea Weber Smith on Instagram. Have a great week, and make sure you never let a nipple distract you from American imperialism. Have a great week. America's harsher on women. Janet, that was disgusting. Janet, that was disgusting. Janet, that was disgusting. I want to put all that behind me. Not, well, I truly not, do. Well, not me. America's, you know, unfairly harsh on ethnic people. Janet, that was disgusting. You're fired. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.